Welcome to A No Place to Hide, a men's mental health podcast. Over the coming weeks and episodes, I'll be talking to guests from different industries and different backgrounds, all willing to share their story and their experiences. Alongside this, I'll be talking about my own experiences and my own stories, covering a wide range of topics. Sometimes this will be hard-hitting, brutally honest, and even sometimes shocking. Subjects that we will be covering and talking about are of a sensitive nature like suicide, self-harm, addiction and sometimes people that have been in very dark places but all of this is in the aim of breaking that stigma of men not talking or men not seeking help so welcome to a no place to hide come and take a seat and listen along the journey on men's mental health with the aim of breaking that stigma together Right, so episode seven, um, all on red. Um, so today I've got Brett Willoughby with me, 32, 34, 32, 34. 30, 34, unfortunately. 34, I'm giving you two years then. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'll um, take it. <laughs> yeah, born on a nine-mile island of Jersey um, and actually played for Jersey for two years at the age of 15 and 16. That's that's. I've not had that before on my podcast. Well, you know. Celebrity as I come, you know, in Jersey, me. <laughs> this is it. I'm going to have to pay you for your time, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this this episode is called All on Red. Um, and and thankfully, Brett's decided to come on, uh, which is an incredibly brave thing. I really appreciate it to talk about um, his mental health and, and how he got on through addiction and how he still battles addiction to this day, how, how he copes with it and, and, and where it's led him to where he is. Um, so yeah, appreciate appreciate you being on, Brett. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. good chat. So it's um, we've been talking about it for a, what a week or two, trying to get you on, uh, bouncing around a few ideas. Um, but yeah, it's it's addiction's one that I've wanted to cover, and I'll probably cover different types of addiction in further episodes because uh, there's so many different types of addiction. Uh, why people get to that point? Obviously, we alcoholics, drug addicts. You know, there's there's people that are, are alcoholics that nobody even knows that they're alcoholics. They sit and drink at work, they don't even realise. Um, but specifically, yours is about gambling and and, and a gambling addiction. Um, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, something that you've you've battled with, and you know, speaking before we started recording, you still battle to this day with it, and and try and regulate it yourself as much as possible. Um, you know, and the effects it can have on your your life, yourself, and and the people around you is just just it's massive it's fucking massive yeah it's um it's looked upon a bit um negatively if that's the right word there because people who are outside of the sort of addiction don't sort of look at it the same sort of way as others they 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 sort of look down upon it and don't really understand it a great deal um it's 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 not like having people look at say like like you say drug addiction and alcohol addiction gambling's like one what's looked upon a bit differently because I don't sort of understand it a great deal. And, and yeah, it's, um, it is, it is a definite problem and it seems to only be growing year yeah. upon year, really, Looking, especially now when you look at it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And 
the way it's sort of um it's sort of pushed upon you as well. Like it's not like you see an advert at half time of the football and it's advertising alcohol and take yeah. this drug tomorrow <laughs> and stuff. It's um yeah, it's definitely it, it, that is the big problem of it is it's so glamorized and yeah. it seems and they try and make it look so normal to to everyone to do and they, they push you to do it all the time no matter what it is you you watch the darts and there's lad bricks everywhere you look at this you go to a football match and you look around the around this yeah the advertisement boards and it's gambling all over the place and adverts and bet three six five the old lot it's just you walk down the street to go to work and you've got to walk past eight bookies to <laughs> to yeah, get to yeah. work and the same on the way home it's just everywhere it's so unavoidable uh, and if you've it's got right. that problem then it's a very serious problem to have people see though that the the alcoholic and the, the drug addictions they see the dependency on that as a physical thing they don't see that gambling you've got a dependence on it mentally there's no difference yeah. just because you've got a physical dependency or a mental dependency doesn't mean say it's any yeah. less of an issue you know see People seem to think that, you know, gambling addiction, it's like, you've, it's your problem. You haven't got an addiction yeah. to it. You just, you just, you've got, you know what I mean? You're just a bit of an asshole or you've got a yeah. personality problem. or It's not, it's, it's a dopamine addiction. And we'll, we'll probably get it, back into that. Definitely. That, that chase that always, yeah. you're always wanting that one big, that one big break, yeah. that one big payday. You, and, that's it, mate. Yeah, you chase it all the yeah, time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, the scary thing is you do, you do whatever it takes to get that hit. And uh, when I say that hit, I mean that dopamine hit, you'll chase it and chase it no matter how sort of deep you've got to go to, to, to achieve it. You're, it. I suppose you could say the same with, with any addiction you'll go out. I mean, you hear cases of people who are, crazy on the on the drugs and alcohol would go out and steal and do whatever it takes to go and get that hit for themselves and it's um it's there's no different to gambling it's exactly the same you, you'll do whatever it takes to be able to to sort of get to get in them bookies or get yourself on them online get yourself a poker casinos whatever it may be whatever your uh chases and whatever it is the one what you sort of target and enjoy i suppose is uh what you'll do anything to go and get it yeah yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, the online stuff is so much more dangerous than the physical side. I mean, obviously, we spoke about that before, but I was just looking uh, just just before we started on the stats between men and women. And yeah. men are seven and a half more times likely to have a gambling addiction than women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not not sure why, um, but that's that's quite a, a hefty number when you think seven and a half times you know, you, yeah. put, you put one woman in a room and you've got seven and a half men there. That, that's a big number. Yeah. Difference-wise, yeah. you know. And, and... I'm not too sure how I can sort of pinpoint why that could be in that sense. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are when it comes to the other addictions you get, like, say, alcohol and all of that. But um, in regards to gambling, to, to get them sort of figures, it's um, I can't really pinpoint why that would be. I mean, I suppose you've got a hell of a lot more males betting on football. Yeah, yeah. Like when it comes to hackers and betting on teams and stuff and football, I suppose that outweighs uh would probably put a percentage more onto the, the male side of things more than the female side of things. Um yeah, but but I mean yeah, I think. when where where the stats come, I think, for females would probably be the bookies itself, because I'm I'm they <clears throat> I, I wouldn't put it too far away, men and female when it comes to 
being in bookies and betting your way on slot machines. I reckon the horses are, you know, like the old traditional sort of bookies where it used to be you go in, you bet on dogs and horses. I think that would be more lenient towards the male side of things. But I think now with these like modern day slot machines and bookies, it's sort of a 50-50 split, I would say. For my, I look back at my experience in there and I would definitely say when I used to go in there, it would be it would definitely be um, a mixture all the time. It never used to be male dominant or, or vice versa. It used to be a very much a, a mix every time yeah, on the so slot machines. When I were looking into it, it was more of a, a past generational issue. So it were when back when men used to be the breadwinners, women used to be at home. Men would go to work on their way home, the nipping bookies, stick a few yeah. bets on. And that's that's where the male dominated side of it came from. And obviously yeah, sure. you, you know, advertisers, they, they aim more towards men because they know that that's, that's where their bread and butter is and that's where they push it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely say so. Yeah. I mean, um, yes, I, I reflect back when I was a little kid and I used to go into uh, the local pub where my dad used to drink all the time on a Sunday where it was full of smoke, couldn't see the other end of the room. <laughs> Everyone's on the fags and smoking. It used to be absolutely rampacked. You used to be a little kid squeezing through everyone and, you used to get to the pool table and all they used to do on there but everyone put a pound in the middle of the table and they used to I, to this day i don't even know what they're playing it's just a, <laughs> a, a, a memory i've got about it and uh, i just remember everyone used to put a pound in the middle of the pool table they used to dish out a load of cards and then someone used to win on avenue ah well what but i remember when they used to get it going my dad used to chuck me a couple of pounds back in jersey pound notes by the way not pound coins and uh <laughs> and uh put it on the table and uh one day i remember I, I don't know how i even remember this to be totally honest it's not something what i should really remember but uh, i remember winning once and i suppose it's probably because it was the first time as a kid i had about 30 40 quids worth of, <laughs> worth of pound notes in my pocket <laughs> and I, was, uh, I, just, I just remember it and yeah it just and going back to the point of it yeah it was just pure male dominant at, at that time so when it's like the old if you look back in time when i were a kid and stuff it was uh growing up through the 90s it was um yeah there's definitely definitely a male dominant uh thing to gamble in especially in the local pubs and stuff back then yeah. <clears throat> all the so women then, were in the corner chatting and uh, drinking wine probably <laughs> <laughs> so like one of my earliest memories of that's quite similar but it's it's like the peripheral corner of my eye i've got the flashing lights of the um the uh gambling machines do you know what i mean what the slot yeah, machines yeah. Um, yeah you know and and as a kid i was like i didn't have a clue what i was doing but it flashed and these all these amazing lights and you know the yeah. spinning of the bars and everything else and that that was <laughs> I think for me, that's where my, not I mean, obviously I've never had a gambling addiction as such, but I have got a quite addictive personality. Yeah. Um, and that's, I always remember that. And there were times where I'd be like, ah, just another quid, just another quid, just oh, another yeah, quid. Yeah. And Indeed, then, yeah. yeah, before I know it, I'm fucking 150 quid down. <laughs> Shit, man, I've only had one yeah. pint, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And uh, that that's, that's, that's one of their big draws i believe like uh sort of go drifting off slightly they do that in vegas with the slot machines they yeah. they make everything else a bit dull and so i've been told i've never been to be totally honest but from what i've heard they they make their machines all light up glamorously all in one nice little area put bad carpets down no air con nothing or not air con no windows a lot 
to draw you in and sort of get you uh, sort of hooked into them. So yeah, yeah, yeah so you don't know whether it's day or night or anything. So you can't yeah, like, just keep it, yeah. going and going. Yeah, but, um... something like pumping oxygen through or something on the or the other through the uh, through the vents to keep you going and all that. Well, that's it. They play <laughs> you with free drinks as well. Yeah, but if you are gambling, do, yeah. they will keep giving you drinks. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a couple of mates who went a few years back, and um, when they came back, they were telling me that they were just sitting on like ten cents, so say ten p slot machines and stuff, and just getting like these waitresses coming over and getting them free drinks. And they said, as long as you tip them a couple of dollars, they'll be back again in five minutes. So That's they're just insane. like literally just spinning away on these like ten p machines just to get free drinks all night, and then they ended up in some nightclub, no doubt, and all that carry on, and probably end up spending forty pound a pint. <laughs> no, no bigger place it will than there is the for gambling problems. Um, but yeah, so it's um, we'll uh, we'll we'll get on to where it all started for you in a minute. So yeah, we'll just just obviously a bit of background on you. I mean, where did it all begin? I know we spoke about the pub and the pool table, but where did it actually start? Uh, looking back uh, so I had a little think about it because it was a bit of a distant memory as such how it all sort of started but from what I can gather it's it all started back in school in the 10th year I believe Um, it was all it was it was the poker scene it just sort of I don't know if you remember it sort of just spiraled it, it just became like a massive thing all of a sudden to go and play poker. It was, it was all over the telly at one point. It were it was just everywhere. And it soon got into the school where I was at, where everyone started to learn to play it and got got somewhat familiar with it. And we used to go to a friend of mine called Tommy, his name is. He used to have this great big dining room area with this great big 14-seat <laughs> dinner table i think it was only his mum and his mum who lived there <laughs> and he had this great big table and uh we used to go around there on a friday night all all the pizzas and stuff and they'll put five pounds in to have a to- poker tournament and it used to be very very much like at the lower scale as such it went it would just more so get the lads together and stuff and uh have a pizza and stuff and um and play cards and it sort of it's it sort of just went from there really and um went as i think you mentioned at the start there playing for jersey we went away to play southampton at bournemouth um under 16s and i was on the ferry going to pool it was and all the, a lot of the lads were playing poker on uh, i don't know if you've been on condor ferry right <laughs> it's got no, a table no. in the middle of like a load of seats <laughs> it's like you know like trains where you've got the table in between the seats yeah, and stuff. Yeah. it's somewhat designed like that and they were playing yeah. around the table and uh, i went over and and there's a, a friend of mine called stevie reed his name is um he he was explaining to me he, he knew how to play properly and he was like guiding me through his hands and showing me how to play and and that week that weekend, sorry, just was completely poker dominant. It, it was just every single every single person in that team were playing poker. Every given opportunity when we weren't training and we weren't playing and we're in the hotel, everyone's going into each other's rooms to play to play poker, and it just became a massive thing, especially in Jersey. Every single person you could phone you can phone a friend up on the weekend, and it weren't like what you're up to tonight. It was more so where you're playing tonight, and that's how it was. And that that then, as you roll roll the years on a bit, just led to going to hotels to play 
against randoms at that point. And there's a ho- hotel in Jersey called the Pomdor Hotel. And every Tuesday, uh, every Thursday and Sunday, they used to do tournaments, but it was more so the high stakes. And you weren't playing with your mates for a couple of quid. You were playing minimum buy-ins at £100. And to many of the people you sat with a table with, £100 meant nothing to them. £200, £500 meant nothing to them. But I were buying in for, say, like £120, and that meant the world to me back then. If I lost £120 on a, on a table of poker, I, I that meant so much. But to yeah. these people I was playing with at the time, it just meant so little. And there were times, and the biggest problem uh, with gambling is you'll have that night where you come away with a £1,000 in your pocket. And you think, oh, poker's amazing. Look at this. I've won, I've won a thousand pound or in some cases, uh, 1800, 2000 pound. You're walking home at one in the morning from this hotel thinking, oh, when's the next one? Where's, where can we get the next one? <laughs> and, uh, there'll be many, but that was very, very, that was the minority. That, that wasn't very often. Uh, most times you'd walk out of there going home trying to scrape a couple of quid for some chips <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and going home miserable and thinking, how can I get that money back? And and that's how it was for a very long time. Yeah. Was it so? It was dominantly, it was predominantly poker that that was the catalyst for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Po- poker set everything off. And the worst thing about poker is it's like it's it it's a really fun game to play even without money. So yeah. it's not like a straight gamble where it's um you know you go into bookies and you're betting on trap four to hopefully win a race for you. It's it had a really fun aspect to it as well. The, the game itself was really fun to play, so that made it a lot harder to sort of move, like sort of come away from because everyone enjoyed the game, but you can lose a lot of money doing that enjoyment. Yeah, so I can imagine. But the thing is, though, with <clears throat> poker, is you, I presume, you'll feel like you've got a bit of a um, a sense of control over what you're yeah. doing because you, you've, you've got your input into it whereas like you say you go in and you think like fucking hundred quid on trap four once yeah. you've put that bet on that that dog could be racing fucking 300 miles away you've got no control over that race it could yeah, be rigged definitely. for all you know whereas poker yeah. you've got that a bit of a I, sense of that yeah poker's got a bit of a skill element to it but um i've had debates about this from throughout the years and it, it's definitely got its skill element to it that you can read someone on the table i had a friend right and he won't mind me naming him called ben kearney he's a top lad proper proper nice fella and um he we used to play poker with him and every time he used to try and bluff an ant or try and pretend he's got something good he would start chatting away and he had this sort of thing where he'd like to chat to someone when he was lying and i sort of sensed it and tried to and, and i and i called his bluff one night and i never told him for a long time about this read i had on him and i used to love playing against him because i every time he turned to his left and started talking away and having a, trying to have a laugh and a joke to his mate why i'm thinking about calling his bet Every time I called it, he had nothing. How do you know uh, that? So, so, so it's got that, it's got that scale element to it, but without doubt, it can put you in tricky situations where you feel obliged and you have to sort of call situations. And that's how you can lose a lot of money as well. So for an example, you could have, I don't want to go into poker terms because people might not understand it, but you can have a really good hand and you sort of feel like you can't not play it and you would, then call a bet of say 200 pound and you, you beat because he's got that one better and, but you get sort of caught in that situation where you feel obliged. You have to sort of call it as such. And so it can put you in them bad situations, poker, or you can, or you can just maybe fold your hand and not play it, but then wait for that 
opportunity, but that could that could never come on on out of the whole night if you know what I mean. So you've got to gamble if you want a win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, poker, poker. Getting back to it, it was definitely the, the the forefront and the starting runner of everything to come after that for sure. Uh, learning it, <clears throat> definitely learning it on that ferry that that weekend we went away to, with, with Jersey um, was definitely uh, the, the 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 what brought it all on really. Yeah, because quite a big turning everyone, point. No, oh, massively. Yeah, if it wasn't for. If I got a letter through the post and said, unfortunately, Brett, you didn't make it into the under-16 Jersey team, I reckon I'd be a clean man now. <laughs> it, was <literally, laughs> it was literally that um, that weekend where I learned it properly with some of the guys around that table on that ferry going to Bournemouth and Southampton. That weekend was just poker, every, every opportunity. It got to the point where we used to, we, we, we were training with, I think we went and done a, a training session outside Bournemouth's football ground with their uh, first team head coach and everyone wanted to rush and get it done so they can get back and play poker. <laughs> it, got, it, it got that bad. Like, yeah, so, um, yeah. and, and we got, uh, I have to put it out there for the record. We got an absolute scene to by Southampton 11 nil, <laughs> right? 11 nil. <clears throat> Our team were full of smokers and, uh, Poker drinkers <laughs> and poker players and no one cared <laughs> and we got an absolute drama and the rumor has it we actually played with Phil Wilcott that day as well he was uh he was our age category and he was on the pitch so he probably scored six of them if you look back <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah yeah definitely that, that was the start of it all for sure 100% yeah do you think do you think would you say that you've got an addictive personality or do you think you've got uh, is it the dopamine or is it a mixture of the the pair or uh, yeah definitely got an addictive personality i would say so just uh, i try and look at things outside of gambling where i've got an addictive personality and i couldn't really name you so much maybe sheffield wednesday going to watch them that maybe a little bit of an addiction some some reason that's People an unfortunate that. addiction yeah but... it's a definite a definite fortunate <laughs> one yeah that cost me a fortune in all and that's not been endless disappointment for 25 years <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i try and i find it hard to find something outside of the gambling where i've i can look at something and say i'm addicted i've got an addictive personality to it um maybe the card situation we can go on to the card collecting but other than that no i don't don't think i have the dopamine uh like chase 100 percent with gambling that's the only reason why you're an addictive gambler because you chase that you don't chase the money in gambling you chase the dopamine hits and the dopamine rushes you get like if you like if you look at a slot machine majority of them or nine times out of ten you'll get you'll be on a machine where you've got to get free like sort of icons or free bonus icons to get on a bonus what they're clever at doing the slot machines they'll always drop two of them and not give you the third because they've worked out statistically that your dopamine rush is higher just missing out than actually hitting. Yeah. So they'll drop two and not give you the third and then drop two, not give you the third, drop two, and then you might get the third then and get on the bonus. But when you get on the bonus, it's the enjoyment of the game. It's not the enjoyment of winning money. You're not, you, when you're that drawn into it, you're not chasing money. You, the money is just a, a token to carry on gambling. Yeah. There's been many times where I've walked out of a bookies because they're closing at 10 o'clock and I'm actually up on the machine, 500, six, seven, 800 pounds. And I've got to cash out only because I have to, because they're closing. But I can promise you I'm back in there the next day with that 800 pound because yeah. it's not money. It's not money to me. It's yeah. just tokens. It's just, it's just tokens and credits to carry on gambling. It just prolongs the, the inevitable 
of losing it eventually going on miserable and trying to find money again it's it's not your your uh, sort of mindset towards money and the value of money is just completely evaporated when you're that drawn into it see that's the problem with online stuff i mean we, we were just talking about that weren't we and it, the online stuff is you've got no physical attachment to any money and, it, and it's you're just clicking a button clicking a button yeah that's you know your bank yeah. account's getting drained but you don't see that side of it. You're only you're only hyper you're hyper fixated on that one thing, and you yeah, just, just keep clicking 100%. that button. You know, yeah. and that ties into obviously the football cards and and the the spinning wheels and like you said, yeah. you know. But we'll, we'll get back into that in a bit. But I mean, how did you fund? How did you fund it all? Like the chasing, the constant, you know, the the spending, the money, the losing it, and everything else. Yeah. So. As I got a bit older and I started getting into leaving school and um, I didn't do too well in college. I didn't, it just wasn't for me. Um, left there and went, and so it was a time to find a job. And in Jersey, it was, it was always quite difficult to get jobs with it being such a small island. Um, it, it's not easy. And especially when you've not done so well in school because you didn't sort of commit to it and <laughs> you sort of left college because you've not committed to it. <laughs> you sort of leave a bit, um, with nothing to show that you're capable of doing anything decent. So I went into doing removals. Uh, when I f- my first ever job was removals, and I was doing that at the age of 17, I think it was, or was yeah, around 17, 18. So yeah, that's I ended up doing that, getting paid monthly, and that 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 was the one hundred. Well, that was the the funding aspect of it, really. I remember once having to actually ask the manager if I can get an early payment for next month because I spent all my wages within a couple of days after getting it. Um, but I didn't ask again because <laughs> he wasn't best pleased about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, not the answer um, you expected then. No. So so, but yeah, the, the answer to the question, yeah, it was it was more so it it was it was obviously getting a job after college. And that funded it for sure, yeah. And then, like I say, you can you can get wins and you can you can do well. You can have a month where you do really well and you don't really have to worry about it. You're going out spending money on new shoes. You're like, oh, look at me, look at this gambling's paying off. Got myself some new wheels on here, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, it can all go in a heartbeat. So so it's it, yeah, funding it through work and then losing it and getting borrows off people. That was the worst thing about it. Cause then you fall into the big cycle then. So you could like, I was doing it for a bit with me dad and it got to the point where when I used to phone my dad on a Friday night, it'd be in his local pub. He used to always go and meet his mates in the same place. And, um, he would answer the phone to me and go, instead of saying hello, it was how much. So it, so it got to that, that habit, stage. Yeah. yeah it, it was obviously uh, like banter, obviously. It was just joking about, but that was literally, he knew every week I phoned him up on a Friday to, to, to get a borrow off him because I've spent up in the bookies or online poker, whatever it may be. And I go, and I'll go and phone my dad. Yeah. You know, and he'll answer how much? And I'll go, can it be 50? <laughs> can it be 40? Can he do a 60? Cause all my mates back then, we used to play for a local football team and it used to be an absolute piss up every week. It, you know, every, no one had commitments back then. No one had kids, families, marriages and mortgages and all that carry on. It was a case of like, let's go work Monday to Friday and have a good night on Saturday, Sunday and stuff. Living for the and, weekend. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. And it used to be like that. And, the, and the, the whole football team used to do it. It weren't just like a couple of lads. It was like, we used to play football on a Saturday afternoon, go home, shower, changed, all meet up in the local pub, go out and have an absolute session. And I used to have to dip out 
at the pub to go and meet my dad in his local pub to go and get 40, 50 quid off him to go back to the pub to be able to buy some more drinks. And then before you know it, 40, 50 quid's not lasting you too long. You sort of start borrowing off friends then, don't you? And then you get paid again and then you've got to hand it all back out to them. Yeah. Before you know it, you're back down to the minimal amounts of wages because you've had to pay everyone you've borrowed off. Then you're in the bookies to try and win it back. You lose that, and then you're back phoning your dad how much. <laughs> so it's it's like, yeah, when you start, but when you borrow off friends and family, that's when it becomes that's when it becomes a bit dangerous. But but my dad was great. Um, he never asked for it back. You know, it was I'd give obviously I'd give it, it when I had it and stuff. But because you're so drawn into the gambling. You just it was a, you don't think about you don't you think differently, don't you? And you sort of yeah. think, I'll, I'll pay him back next week instead. I'll put this forty into the slots and see if I can like win you, you forget about the consequences of it. So you, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's the last thing you think about, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you probably were sat there thinking, right? I borrow fifty quid, I'll have a couple of pints, and then I'll put this bet on, or I'll I'll play this bit of poker. I'll win two hundred quid back. Give me down my fifty. I'm hundred and fifty quid up. That that that's probably yeah. like your mindset. Even yeah. though in reality you take a step back out of that bubble and you're thinking, "Whoa, what the fuck are you doing?" The chances yeah. of you winning that money back and then profit is slim to none. Yeah, you know. Unfortunately, and when you're so deep into it, that bubble's like made out of bricks. Yeah, and it's and it's so difficult. It, it, it it's crazy because when you look back at it now, and, and I'd never say that I'll ever lose that sort of that sort of addiction is there for, i think it's there for for life really because you've got it inside you it's not like you're having to take something to get it it's, it's ingrained like, in think, your personality and it's in i your think DNA. so yeah i definitely think so and you never lose it it's just about controlling it and de- taking the right steps to be able to avoid getting back into that so-called yeah. bubble again and um yeah you think differently your value for money just completely goes you you you, you the the best case scenario you think of last. So like it, it's, everything just goes backwards. Yeah. And you just fall so deep in and you, the, the worst bits, the chasing element to it. And then when you've lost so much and you start chasing because you want it back, because you, you're chasing a hundred pound at that point, it's quite reasonable to walk away, but then you're now yeah. chasing 200. Now you're not, now you're chasing five or now a grand. And then before you know it, you just spiral completely out of control with it until Someone were to like if it's if it's um if someone drag you by the air in my case I haven't got much left but <laughs> if you drag it you drag it, you drag you out of the way and completely remove you from the situation that's what you need because if if no one does it for you then you'll stay until until you you've literally got nothing left so it's just, it's just so dangerous um when you get to that stage of it yeah for sure thing is it's so ingrained in in modern society now just gambling is so it's normalized so much with all the betting apps yeah. the football you know I, I i like a bit of an acker on a saturday and stuff like that and i can see why it's so easy to drop back into that and then start chasing again and then yeah. before you know it six months down the line it's crept back up on you and, and you you know you're riddled with debt oh, or yeah. you you're struggling 100%. i mean so what where was the lowest point then what what at what point was you <laughs> looking back did you think fucking hell well it is a really bad one in my situation for sure um it's something i i've got to live with for pretty much my whole life really and um i I, it creeps up in the memory quite regularly not not like all the time but there'll be sparks where you think you know remember you sort of reflect on it 
Um, so basically what happened was um, moving on a bit further down the timeline, I was about 18, I think I was like, I think it could have been like, some, let's say, uh, yeah, 18, 19, maybe. I was, um, I was on online poker and, it, and back, I say back then, like it a long time ago, it wasn't so, it wasn't so glamorized and you never had apps and stuff back then it was just solely www go onto a website sign up and start playing type thing yeah and um i play i signed up to poker stars and i was in my lounge one one night and i says to me mum is it all right if i use your card to put 20 pound on i've got 20 pound in cash for you she, she she obviously by then i would say that i was quite i was a little bit addicted and at that point but you know, I've played it a lot and it was always a forefront of the the mind and stuff, uh, poker. But my mum would never have known that and yeah. um, or me dad. And so I, she gave me a card all happily, yeah, no problem, and didn't really question it at all. So that evening when she went to bed um, and me dad, they were together back then, uh, went off to bed at like midnight and that, I lost the, the money on the, on the poker. And I come to realise that you can redeposit because the card stores you don't need any information you know like nowadays you need a secure your card will save but you still need your security pin your three digit security to be able to make a purchase back then you didn't need to it was just simple it was so simple 40 on the keyboard and enter button and you've got 40 quid back into the into the into the game so i thought sneakily i'll give me mum another 20 tomorrow i'll just put another 20 on so i put another 20 on and then lost that another 40 quid 40 quid 40 50s before you know it i'm about 500 pound down and my mom's not to know any of this right the next morning and or me dad i keep saying my mom but it was obviously the two of them um and that went on for about three days and i ended up running up a sixteen thousand pound bill on my mom's bank card and it went to that and i'll never ever forget the morning i was laying in bed and i and i was I was laying in bed, right, thinking, right, I'm going to try again today. It yeah. was in the morning. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have stopped. Honestly, I, w- I don't think I would have stopped. And it sounds so bad. Like, I don't think I would have stopped until this situation happened where my mum, I could hear the, f- there was a house phone back then. Right? I don't know if many have them nowadays, do they? <laughs> no, <laughs> and, no. um, no. I think as the house phone went and I heard it on the phone down the stairs and then I was like, I heard all these footsteps coming upstairs. Like, I thought, bulldozer was coming to get me right and the uh, door slams open and i'm laid there and she grabbed me and goes how much have you spent on on this poker website because i've just had the fucking bank on the phone and they're phoning me back in 15 minutes to tell me exactly how much you fucking spent how much have you spent and i went i'm really sorry mum. i spent i spent about a thousand pound and she went through the roof through the roof like she could have killed me at a thousand pound. And in my head, I'm thinking, wow. well, you can pop, you can add another 15 onto that. Shit. So she storms back down the stairs and I went straight to the, into the wardrobe, had a suitcase in there, got all my clothes, a lot and fucking ran out of that house. What, that, that, Turned my phone off that, that, moment, that same then, morning before she got the call back. Yeah. Like within, a, from the minute she left that bedroom, I were out of the house by about five minutes, 10 minutes tops. I just grabbed what I could, got it and fucked off. Yeah. I just couldn't bear the thought process of what we're going to, what the consequence was going to be when, when, when she got that phone call to tell her it was actually that amount. And, um, 
and yeah, so I so I had a, I had a girlfriend at the time, um, well, name any names, and I ended up staying at her house. Turn my phone off, says to her, if anyone phones, I don't want to speak to no one. Just 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 leave me in this room. I can't I can't face speaking to anyone at the minute. Yeah. And it really hit home then. And uh, yeah, cause honestly, that was the lowest of it being because. Um, yeah, it, it, it took a massive effect, and and that's where, I, for the first time, I really realised that it's a serious, serious problem I've got doing that. But when the, I think the story couldn't get any worse, it actually does because I'm around her house, my girlfriend's, and she used to work in a nightclub um, called Platinum. And she used to go off to work and she never used to come back till about three, four in the morning. Once the nightclub's done, she's done all the stuff you do afterwards, whatever it is, and then come back. Um, it would be like three, for about three, four in the morning. Yeah. And she she had her bank card out once and stupidly, it sounds so bad. I feel so guilty even talking about it. So, and to be fair, it is the first time I've really actually like opened up about it. Um, when When she went to work, I did the same on her bank card for two and a half thousand pound. And it was from her nan who wasn't very well, I believe, who gave her it for a car. And, and yeah, wait, fucking, I don't know what I did myself. I could have, if, if I had one bullet and a gun sat beside me that morning, I wouldn't be here now. It was a, it was a really difficult time. And, um, and my mum had to, my mum, got wind of it because i think she communicated they communicated with each other and after i'd done it done it on me my ex-girlfriend's card and me mum had to then sort out giving her the money back and one way or another i've never questioned it asked or anything to this day but i believe me mum uh yeah paid 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 out two and a half thousand to her bank card yeah on top of the 16 yeah yeah and it, I don't. I don't know what to do with me. I generally, I just, uh, talking about it like kills me really because because it, it's it's just so stupid, man. It, it, you look at it now, but that's how bad it got, really. But at the time, though, obviously, you know, your mindset is totally different. You're like I say, you're hyperfixated on that dopamine hit, that chase. You've just obviously yeah. been called out for the sixteen at your mum's. You've gone back. You're in a really bad fucking spot. Your brain's not probably working fucking right. And to try and pick yourself up to cheer yourself up, you're probably thinking, right, fuck it. I can, I can get that money back. All yeah. I need is just to put a bigger bet on. I can get that money back. You know, that's mm. the, the whole <clears throat> makeup of your, your brain and your DNA. So like, it's all to do with like your, your chemistry in your brain. Um, when I was looking into the, the, there's not much research on it. I'll be honest with you. And, and the research that is, it's, it's not very in-depth yeah. um you just chase it mate that's all it is it's it's, it's, yeah. it's a chase and a dopamine hit and, and you do anything to get it like and and that's that's a be all and end all i suppose of it really as you you evaluate for money you'll do anything you you can to 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 get it and then like we mentioned before when you're on the chase to try and win it back you'll do anything to try and do it but then no doubt if i won that money back let's say i, I spent ten thousand pounds of off the card i got to that point and won it all back oh, fucking thank god for that i got it all back it probably have gone anyway like yeah there'll, it, be, a, there'll be a part of you thinking right. I'll, yeah. put, I'll just put another grand on and keep nine back yeah. and then you lose that and you think shit i need to get that back so then you put another grand on your eight grand 
and, and it, it, it's that vicious circle yeah. of it. I mean, I, I, that's a dangerous thing. I look back at it and say the same. If I like, if I were to have won twenty thousand pound and got everyone's money back that that around that time, I would have spent it all. So I'd have, I'd have, I'd have done the same thing. Yeah, looking back now, think... you would have you would have stopped, paid everybody back, yeah. job jobs. Oh yeah, done. of course, yeah, yeah. You know, but obviously Indeed. back then you think, yeah. fuck it, I can, I've got already got twenty. I can I can I can get another twenty, and then I've got yeah. twenty for my cent, twenty to pay it off, and you know yeah. you don't that's realize problem, that yeah. when you're that deep in. I I appreciate you opening up about that, and that's yeah, no, an it's incredibly difficult like, um... thing to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've not even spoke to like my mum about it before. Ever since, basically to. To, to end that, that how it ended was eventually I answered the phone to me mum uh, on the phone or she she phoned up she phoned up me ex-girlfriend and I ended up speaking to her for the first time after about I think it might have been somewhere around three to four weeks I would say like uh, of literally no no contact with anyone uh, really and I ended up speaking to her on the phone and apologising and she started crying down the phone to say that just come back and we'll sort it out. Look, we, we forgive you and just, just, just come back home and we'll, 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 we'll see what we can do type thing. And, and I did, I ended up going home and my mum and dad were sat there in the lounge apologetic and really sorry, a few tears and stuff. And then, uh, and then we, we, we sort of like let it go and moved on from it as such. Um, but, but the trouble is, even after all of that, it didn't take away, it didn't stop the gambling. You'd think it yeah. would, wouldn't you? You'd think, right, well, that was a wake-up call, get it done and dusted, and no more of that. But it, it didn't. It just led on to, it just led on again, just fell back in it. Probably stopped for a bit. And then the trouble is what I had as well. Is you surround yourself with people that obviously do them sort of things and then you can fall back into it straight away. And unfortunately, as much as I love me mates and that who I grew up with at, at school and out of school and, and, you know, obviously my friends back in Jersey, um, it, 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 they all, they all were in it. They're all in the game, you know, they're all. So you'd go, you go to the pub, they're gambling. You go to, you know, our local pub, it. there was a Ladbrokes across the road, yeah. literally. Yeah. Like freaking out. So you sort of, you sort of, you eventually fall back into it. Yeah. And you just, I just wasn't strong minded at all to be able to, or grown up enough, let's say, to, to sort of avoid it or just say no to it, I suppose. Things, so I slowly it's that far ingrained in your personality as well, though. And it's a part of your DNA and, and you've got that <laughs> addictive personality. No matter yeah. how much you sit there and you say, like, that's it. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to just commit to this. I'm just going to have a little bit. I'm just going to do, you know, a little bit. That's all fine and well until you have a shit day at work or, you know, you have yeah. something bad happen. And then yeah. you know that that dopamine that you get from potentially winning would make you yeah. feel better. But to get that point, you know, you're going to get deep back into it again. And then the, the cycle and the circle of it is, it's, it's a frightening mindset. Oh, yeah. you, know? you need to be very, very strong minded to, and, and, and have the willpower to it's like stopping smoking cigarettes after being from 20 a pack of 20 a day to completely stopping it's you've got to really first of all you've really got to want to do it mm-hmm. and then after that you've got a you've really got to be strong-minded to to to, to say no to it and yeah. that's easier said than done when when you it you if if that, if it was easy no one would smoke cigarettes anymore would they no no <laughs> I mean, that's it, it 
if it was easy, no one would put a gamble. Like people addictive personalities and addictive whatever you're addicted to, you wouldn't do it anymore if it was so easy to just say, "Oh, it's just stop, just stop." Yeah. <laughs> Everything will be yeah. alright tomorrow. If you just yeah, stop. It is. I know it will be. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. I mean, but, yeah, have so, you got a good yeah. support network around you now that that is aware oh, yeah. of it, or is it yeah, still well, something me, you struggle me, me, with? Nah, my girlfriend now she's fully aware of it, and she's aware that I've gone to some measures to avoid it so basically there's a website called gamstop I've and you that, sign yeah. up to it yeah you sign up to it you give them your details and stuff and they'll literally buy from everything uh online so you literally can't make an account online once you once you sign up to that i think it's a i don't i can't remember how long it took into how long it takes to kick in i think let's say a day or two and then after that you you can't you can't make an account on any website at all and what i did was in Jersey, I barred myself from every bookies. What they do, what you do is you walk into William Hill, you give them your passport, for, you get a passport photo of yourself and uh, you hand it in and say you want to self-exclude yourself. And what they do is they make you fill a form out and they'll send it around to every William Hills that are on Jersey. So they've all got here registered that you can't that you can't gamble anymore. And that applied to the likes of Ladbrokes. Uh, Ladbrokes, uh, there's a... Well, I can't even remember. Joe Jennings, there was. There was a Joe Jennings around yeah. the corner from my bleeding house, which cost like me a fortune. Cor- coral as well, isn't it? Cor- coral. Coral, yeah. I don't think they have them in Jersey, Coral. It's oh. uh, Ladbrokes, William Miller and stuff. But, but yeah, I did that. I self-excluded myself from all of them and and, of, and online as well. So so I couldn't go in any bookies. In fact, there was one really embarrassing time, and this actually put a stop to it. This was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> I went, uh, we were on a Christmas due for a, jo- a place I used to work, Wholesale Electrics in Jersey. I used to do the deliveries for them, and we went on the Christmas due, and um, they made it a tradition every Christmas. They used to go into the bookies and put a bet on it and stuff, and so all the lads from work were walking in and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm barred enough. They're like, nah, you'll be all right. It's, it's, it'll be mobbed in there. You'll be fine. Just come in and just stand there. We'll sort it all out. And I was like, all right, okay, Sam. So I walked in with them, right? And I'm stood there, and the place was packed, like really packed out, busy. This, it was a William Mill, right? And it was only a smallish William Mill, but it was packed. And all I heard was, I are you and the fucking old place just stopped silence like everyone's oh, staring shit. at the mach- everyone's staring at them screens watching them races just stopped and this guy's gone you yeah yeah you with a hat on you're barred from here mate you're not allowed in leave the premises and i fucking walked oh. out of my head down so embarrassed right and i just <laughs> just walked out like an absolute <laughs> idiot and i and i <laughs> And I said, I will never, if I will never ever go into bookies again after that, not a chance. And and I never did to be fair. So it actually done me the world of good. Cause if I were to have got away with that that day and like they yeah, seen me, yeah. but never said, oh, I could have well easier been in there betting the next day. But yeah, thankfully, um, I tried it once made myself look like an absolute arsehole and uh, walked off. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> at the end of that, waiting for them on the own in the local pub around the corner. Five <laughs> <laughs> for one, please. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, yeah. So, so, so yeah, I barred myself from all of that, all online and stuff. And then um, now I'm obviously in England, in Sheffield. Um, I phoned up, I can't remember the website's name. It's quite frustrating for anyone who would want to know it, but, there's and a I website you can go Gam, on. Gamstop does there. Do yeah. But I actually well. physically spoke to someone on the phone. I can't remember who it was, but it was a company. And what you do is you tell him where your postcode, he types it into his computer and it will see all the, mach- all, all the machines, all the, all the bookies around your area. So in my case, S6 area, they'll look at like all, all the bookies around your area and 
they will do everything for you. They'll buy from the lot. And I'm like, well, why are you doing that then? Will you do it down in Derby and all? Because I go down there every now and then because I've got family down in Derby. We sort of, <laughs> we sort it out down there. So he's gone, yeah, yeah, no problem. What's, 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 what's the postcode? Gave him the postcode where I stop in Derby, typed it in, bang, Barbie from the lot in Derby. So I can't go in any of them and all. So, no, so they're the sort of like measures I to go to. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely act, great. It is a good thing, but I mean, to get to that point to have to do that, it, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine what you, mentally what you went through let alone physically but i mean oh definitely that 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 time of my life was so bad because because it led on to other things as well like i would i would be in daft in town as well drinking up and and causing trouble ended up in fighting ended up in court community service 180 hours and and i put as that people will say it was a drink but i'd say it was a gambling because like Pissed people in Jersey, there's so it. many people in Jersey will probably make me out to think that I'm a right horrible bastard. Like, but <laughs> off the drink, I'm actually a, a quite a nice person. Like, <laughs> but, but I spent a lot of time gambling and losing a lot of money. And then you'd go out with your mates drinking on 20, 30, 40 quid because you spent all your money and you just had to take a borrow off someone. And you're going out and then you get, you get pissed up and then you're out in town. And you're already angry before you even drink. So when you've got the drink, don't really do much better. Like so, you know, around them sort of times, I were I were being a bit daft in town, fighting and stuff. And it, and I boil it down to that slightly. Uh, uh, you know, it it was the anger coming out from the stress, hustle, and and anger through gambling was coming out when I was drinking. I think, and and it, and I was not took it one step too far. Once ended up, but luckily didn't get any jail all the time and if it weren't for the prison in jersey being so bloody full of them, I, think I, I think i might have done but um but but uh yeah first and, and it was my first offense as well so they just chucked me under an eight hours community service around that time and um but, but yeah i definitely put all of that 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 year that that time in my life everything the gambling was the forefront of everything that came after it 100 percent um being angry, drinking, it's not a good combination, to be totally honest. It's, no, uh, no, it's, no. it's not, especially when you lose it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I used to win 500, 600 quid, and then I'd be in the park going, hey, who wants a shot? Yeah, shots in, lads. <laughs> a lot yeah. of different walking around with trays, yeah, with 30 shots on them, thinking I'm dog, big dog bollocks. Like, who's <laughs> on a shot, mate? On a shot. And then next week, they think, where's the money bags gone? He's only got 20 quid. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, ah, uh, mate, it's a, it's a ruthless game to get into. It really is. It's, um, the hard part's getting away from it when you're so deep in. 100%. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I remember you speaking about you had a, a big win at one point as well. Was that after uh, or was it like during it all? Um, yeah, it was after. So um, it was an Easter Easter Sunday. Um, I was went to a house party one Saturday night around a friend's house and he lived like the other end of the island to where I lived. And as much as it's only a small island, it's still a, quite a bit of a walk to get to and from if you're going to walk it. So it was a case of phoning up, I remember, Sunday to try and get a lift. But by then, my dad's in the pub and I, could, I had no form of, form of transport. Um, so I sort of stuck there. But then before you know it, Gladiator, the movie Gladiator on the telly. And this house party had loads of people in and it ended up just me and my mate at, at, when the sun was out and it was about nine, ten o'clock in the morning. So we sat watching Gladiator and it occurred to me, I've got, 
a bit of money. I think it was like fifteen pound, nothing too much on on this website and this poker website. And I says, I got a couple of quid on poker. We can maybe have a little cheeky tournament while we watch Gladiator. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, no worries. So he's downloaded the software on his laptop, and we just sat playing. And it's the most bizarre thing. And he says to me, what's that continue when we're playing the, 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 the tournament on his laptop? He says, what's that continuation of money in the bottom left hand corner there? And I said, it's a bad beat jackpot. And he says, what well, he, he asked what it was all about, a bad beat jackpot. And I was explaining, basically, you've got to have like this mega hand and nine times out of 10, it will always win. And that one time it doesn't, you hit a bad beat jackpot. And it was like, oh, right. And it was just continuation. It was like 60 odd thousand dollars at that point going up. And about 15 minutes later, I had this hand, six, seven of clubs, and it came down on the board, eight, nine of clubs. And I said, the 10 of clubs come here, mate. We've won like 30, 40 quid here. And he was like, yeah, yeah. You know, 10 of clubs comes down, doesn't it? And I was like, bloody, yeah, we got a straight flush. We were, we were laughing. <laughs> they cannot win unless they've got a Jack Queen of clubs. It's never going to happen. It never happens. This this scenario will never, ever happen. So this guy's gone all in and I've gone fucking lovely, cool. <laughs> and I was like, to me, mate, we've got 40 quid here. And he's gone bloody hell. Like, and, uh, uh, he turned his cards. He had Jack Queen of clubs, didn't he? And then it came up. Congratulations. You've just hit the bad beat jackpot of $65,000. And I was like, I just looked at him. I, I I remember the moment. I just went, "What the fucking hell? Get it!" Dad's around the living room, a lot like fucking get in. And, and uh, he, he couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Mate, do you know how nuts that is? The odds of winning that is crazy. Like, there's hundreds of tables you can sit on. There's hundreds and hundreds, if not in the thousands, of chairs you can sit on when you like virtually, obviously, chairs you sit your, your character on." And we were on that particular table at that particular time, that particular hand on that particular seat to win it. And I was like, the odds are extortionate, like how how crazy that is to win. And uh, I remember just saying to him, yeah, mate, we've got a trip in us now, mate. No, don't you worry about that. We're getting away. So he's a big Leeds United fan. And obviously I'm big Sheffield Wednesday. So, And we got a really good close friend, uh, Rob Crawford, who's also a big Sheffield Wednesday fan in Jersey. Believe it or not, for Nine Mile Island, we've got a few owls living there. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, right? And uh, just me, my dad and him. <laughs> That's half the population of Jersey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We had, a, we had a supporters club a lot. <laughs> uh, good. Sandwiches at halftime. Uh, but, so I says, oh, mate, well, I'll sort us out a trip. We'll go away and watch watch game and everything and 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 we did like but there's these websites are very very sly what they do is they only allow you to withdraw so much a day uh... so you win so much money and they make you they they make you um i think i'm stumbling because i'm trying to think i think it was six thousand dollars a day yeah or three thousand there's something telling me it's three thousand or six thousand can't remember too well, but basically what they do is you withdraw that, and for twenty four hours you've got to have like how many, however many thousands of pounds sitting on the account, tempting you into carrying on. And to be fair, it worked, so I can see why they do it. I sort of had a few dibbles in other tables, and that, and actually managed to win another like seven, eight thousand pound on top of it, uh, playing and cashed it all out. But and eventually, and I gave me dad a lot of money. Um, a lot of money back as it was coming through and uh, treated me mates to a trip away um 
got a Leeds United supporter to come and sit with me on the copy at Hillsborough was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, in fact, that's a complete like right near the away end as close as you can get to the away fans I think and they ended up chatting to some woman about Corey or something for 90 minutes <laughs> uh, yeah that was a good game to go to in fact it wasn't a good game we got relegated bloody hell I forgot we got relegated no, that's, 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 a good game. that's a good game that's a good game <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so many <laughs> but all of us uh, owls in uh, our supporters club the following week didn't quite enjoy being back in League One, but you know, um, no, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was mad, and, and and this just proves the concept of the value, like having value for money, what 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 gambling does to you, because I had no value for money when I won that money, so I was going, yeah, going into town buying surround sound systems for fifteen hundred quid, buying a bloody telly, a seventy inch TV. Honestly, my call of duty when I got that system in my bedroom, everyone thought freaking out in like some sort of war zone, like. <laughs> Going past the going past my house, Jesus shit! What was a freaking war going off? So oh, you, did you, you, you blew the lot then? You blew the oh, lot. Blew the lot. Blew it completely, mate. Yeah, I, I spent thousands on daft things. I remember, um, my mates weren't complaining back at the time, but uh, I remember gathering all my mates up and saying night out on me, and I'd go to the shop, I'd buy bottles of vodka, of everything you can think of, alcohol, the lot. Everyone's fags were brought for. We'd go. This really pissed me off, actually, one night. We'd we done all of that, treated all my mates to go out. We all went out. We all have had pre-drinks and that. And we went into this nightclub called Mint, and it were connected to Platinum. And it were like two nightclubs, but you can walk in between them both as such. And I remember going in there, and I was at the bar, and I, says to the, I said to the lad at the bar, line, line shots up from that end of the bar to that end, and I'll pay for the lot. And he didn't believe me, so I had to pay him up front. So I gave him the money up front and he was just lining shots up from one end of the bar to the other. And everyone who, you had to go to, to go to the toilet, you had to walk past this bar. And everyone who were going in for a piss, I said, you're not allowed to go for a piss until you've had a shot. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he, just random people just having shots. So I was a freaking idiot to be totally honest. Just, just, sh- people are going to the toilet, getting a free shot. And then he probably went back and said to his mates, mate, go, go, go for a piss. This lad's giving all these freaking shots out. So next minute I got a fucking train's worth of queue, right? <laughs> oh, I need a piss, mate. <laughs> oh, God. So, so that happened. And then, and then within half an hour, the bastards kicked me out for being too pissed. Oh, you've had too many, mate. You got to leave. And I was like, please tell me you're fucking, I've done about, I've done like nearly 1500 pounds behind this bar in the last yeah. hour. And you're kicking me out for being too drunk. And he, and because I broke the bouncers in Jersey, I tell you, absolute bastards, right? And they'll do anything to have a rumble with you or, or get you in some form of judo chop, arm wrestle, taekwondo, <laughs> super kick, right? And, uh, and he, <laughs> and he just fucking, he, he put me in an arm lock, didn't he? Him and his mate, one grabbed me by the neck, one grabbed me by the arm, put my arm behind me back, fucking sling me out the boozer. And I was like, you horrible, horrible bastards. I'll never ever step foot in this shit all again. <laughs> I've literally just like made you a lot of money in an hour's period. Yeah. Spent all that money on shots and drinks and all that for mates. And I, uh, fucking chucked me, me out the door. Like you yeah. shit bags. And do you know the worst thing about it? Out of about 15 of my mates. Two of them came out. <laughs> like, to be fair, like, restroom were probably that pissed on all three shots. They didn't realise you'd gone. I know, yeah, I fucking couldn't believe it. So, so yeah, I remember. Yeah, so so getting back to it, yeah, I literally like had no value for money whatsoever to the point I was just pissing it up the wall. And before you know it, I think it lasted about 
Um, going back to the jackpot, it was $65,000, but you, you sh- you, a proportion of the pe- people that were still in the hand share it with you. So yeah. you don't actually win the whole lot. Like the people who are also in that hand also get a small percentage. And it ended up being about just shy of £30,000, uh, what I won. And, um, and yeah, it didn't last for me. It lasted about a couple of months at best. Like it really did. did and that I was lending the money Oh, hundred percent. Like that—that's that's the biggest downfall. It just it re it reignites, like you say, the that that buzz to do it again. Yeah, and 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 it's and it continued on. It just never stopped really until um I did all the the barring and stuff and having to go see Gamstop and all that. But back then, Gamstop wasn't a thing, so you never really had the support you get with it. And it's not, but you know, like now it's just gamble responsibly, only yeah. spend your limits and you get these warnings come up on telly and that. Now, no, no, nothing like that back then. See, it was just still recent though. And it? it's still quite <laughs> only over the last few years that they're, yeah. they're actually starting to take it quite seriously. And you know, the amount of people's oh, yeah. lives, it's fucking ruined. I mean, yeah, hey, I, I was doing it. I, I was in a job at wholesale electrics doing deliveries and they used to pay you in cash in a brown envelope, like going back to the old traditional ways of getting paid. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully tax Friday. man's not listening to this. So. <laughs> oh, no, I hope he is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked him over, my boy. <laughs> nah, um, the, yeah, I used to get paid on a Friday, 12 o'clock without fail every single Friday at work and in cash. And there were William Mill around, you know, the William Mill I mentioned to you, bloody hell, that William Hill, I mentioned to you earlier where I got kicked out of, well, this was yes. before all of that. And, um, and, We'd get paid at 12 and by 1.30, I would say max an hour and a half, I'd be phoning my dad up for a sub like every single week without fail. Like that, that, that's, that was the worst part working 40 hour shifts to get your money in cash to walk around the corner, get your brown envelope and your money out and literally just chuck it into slot machines and then. And just literally the other, with me, it was like, I used to do it with a work friend. He used to be me, me work buddy. And he used to be, he used to be able to be sensible with it. He could go in there and do 40, 50 quid, put his money back in his pocket and say, I'm not doing it anymore. Fuck that. Yeah. Like I, I can't do it anymore. And he'd, and, he, and that'd be him, but I could, I was an all or nothing type of personality. It's all or nothing for me. Like I'll spend a lot or I'll win a lot of money. And, yeah. um, and it, and it, and, like you say, if I went on a continuation losing streak week after week after week after week, I probably would have stopped at that point. But it's the fact that you go lose one week, lose the next thousand pound in your pocket the following week, lose a week, win six, eight hundred pound, whatever it may be, lose. It was a win, lose, win, lose all the time. It weren't so, so you're chasing that win again all the time. If it was just yeah. a continuation of lose, 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 then I, I suppose you'd it'll get to a point where you go, fuck that, enough's enough, these machines it's ain't for me type it, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then you probably it, move on to the next one and find something. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You go back to poker or you'd start on football bets or... The worst thing that ever happened to me was slot machines because that was, a, other than poker, slot machines was the worst thing for me. And um, Is that the, the ones that thing... are in the bookies? The, <clears throat> yeah. The, the, yeah, they're like the roulette ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember the old traditional sort of slot machines where you used to have to put a pound note, a pound note, what? jersey terms a pound coin in the machine and yeah. you'd wait till it fills up slightly and it's got a chance of paying out yeah. your odds are better at paying them old traditional machines when they changed in the bookies for the first time and went to these modern touchscreen technology games and and stuff with jackpots of, of 500 pound to go um that's when that's when things 
change for the worse for a lot of people really was me and my mates they, they dominated our lives for a long time them slot machines since they changed yeah. and the worst thing whatever happened to me where i went in there with a mate two mates of mine when they first got introduced into the willie mill bookies and i went in with them for the first time and they were showing me a game they were playing and i thought fuck it i'll have a go on the one the machine next to them walked out 400 pound better put a teller in one 400 quid it was the worst thing that could have happened because that then led on to years of slot machine addictions like um if i were to have put that teller in and lost then you know things could have changed but yeah. but that that is just typical the one time you get introduced to them it's like and i never used to be mad on slots never used no. to be mad on them at all no but it's, not, that, it's, that, it's all. that it's that win though isn't it do you know what i mean and yeah, then you, you probably got you. the thought ah, i've got a better of this i know i know how to work this i can yeah i stick them yeah. in a tenner in yeah so that's it mate and it just ropes you in it really does it's it's it, they they took me as bad as poker for for a long time so so like my timeline poker for the first five years was the forefront of the addiction and then that moved on to slot machines for the for in the early 20s onwards and the worst thing about that and something which is horrible is that i had a newborn kid as well when i was in the thick of this addiction so when i mentioned sorry when i mentioned going to the the bookies uh, after being paid on that friday i've got to buy i'm reliant upon buying nappies food yeah. all of this sort of stuff and i'm in the bookies spinning away because i'm so fucking addicted to it and then i used to have to phone up for subs to be able to put nappies on your babies yeah exactly that mate yeah so well, it was a really at the time, time. It's, it's 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 a mental it is a mental health problem and you know and, and your mindset is so entwined into it nothing yeah. again going back to that bubble nothing outside that bubble comes into comprehension other than you getting that dopamine and chasing and chasing. You know, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. You don't and, think and of just, the consequences. No, nah, you, you, like I say, the, the horrible thing about an addiction of gambling is the, the consequences are the last things you sort of think about the, the, where it should be the forefront and make you stop. It's actually the last thing you think about. Cause when you're, if you walk into a bookies and you win money, you come out, you don't even think about it. If yeah. you walk into a bookies and you lose it all and you come out, you think, why the fucking hell have I just done that? Why, why don't I do this? Why don't I do that? And you start thinking about all the negative sort Anx- of Anx- like, Anx- after Anx- effects of it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and you, then, then after that, once you've walked out, it's all your mission then is to how you're going to get it back. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to, how are you going to get it back? I, many times I used to go back to the house and say, and I walk in with like a bag, you know, with all the things we needed and, that sort of like that sort that sort of covers what I've done, if you know what I mean, because yeah, I've brought I've these foods back as such. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so you all and and the lies you tell, fucking hell. I've said that many lies. I mean, with my surname being Willoughby, everyone thinks I'm related to Holly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell with, see with your looks, yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful, aren't I? <laughs> but um but no, I mean I mean that like the lies you do tell when when it comes to you you cover everything and and then you get you trip out you trip up because you've lied that many times about things you just trip up eventually and like you know but i had a friend a really close friend who still is to this day who who used to be exactly the same i mean ruins relationships man really like you hear about people's marriages ending you hear about mortgages getting sold up and stuff, uh, yeah, yeah all that sort of stuff mate you, you see it all like and fortunately i never went into a situation where I I had to sell up 
houses and all that. I mean, what I've done is bad enough, but um, it definitely crumbled a few relationships down the road and all for sure, hundred percent. Because you don't think, you don't even care about doing anything with your partner at that point. All you're caring about is meeting your mate who's in the same scenario as you, wanting to do the same thing as you. you Getting your next fix as such. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, so yeah, there's many times because back then when when it was a case of like oh, should we go, so-and-so's 30th birthday or 20th birthday, whatever it may be, birthday do on Saturday, shall we go? Or if you can find an excuse not to, you know you've got a solid four hours of gambling like with no hass- hassle-free. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. you, sort of, and, and you find that, that time to do it and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, so you do everything to do it. You'll, you'll go mean, to any lengths. Like. Whereabouts are you like currently then? So it's obviously come, come all the way back up to present time. So are you yeah, still still struggling with it have you got it more under control or um yeah definitely I, well i can't even walk into them because i don't don't dare to after what happened to me last time i tried <laughs> so uh so that's um yeah that that side of it is completely gone now it's not even forefront where it used to be wake up how are you going to do it today or we're going to go get a few spending on the slot machines and all that sort of mindset is completely gone now yeah for sure poker don't even remember the last time I played it. I think it was online on the website, but um, yeah, it's, not, it's nothing like it was. It's, uh, I'm not addicted to it. I worry that if I had the opportunity to, it might, if I could walk into a bookies down the road tomorrow, when I walk in past to go shops or something, I reckon it could be, it could, it could fall back. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever lose that. It just takes like what alcoholics say they can sit in a pub, but if they touch, I think it was Tubes. Remember from Soccer AM? Yeah, I did. I watched yeah. a I watched a podcast with him, and because he, he was heavily on the drink, weren't it? it nearly killed yeah, him. Right, yeah. And um, when he talks about, it, he says he can sit in a pub, but if the minute he puts that beer or that glass on his mouth and has his first sop of a pint, he'll be straight back in it. And I think it's the same with gambling. The minute you step foot back in and you start spinning on their machines, you'll just be straight back to where you 100%. were i don't think it disappears i think it's all about controlling it yeah and it gets to a point after a while once you've controlled it barred yourself stop going in you don't think about it anymore so it's not like i never think oh you know oh, i need i need to go to i need to need to go and see uh in the bookies and such or get myself online it's just not thought about anymore but i know that i could easily fall back in it doing yeah. doing it again yeah for sure in fact <clears throat> it happened to me it happened to me with a friend not too long back when he was coming over here to see me i were in jersey were coming back with me the flight were in the morning that the evening before william hill cost about 600 pound between us Shit. and i said fucking hell how's well, this happened like and uh, in fact that actually that's actually a brand new william hill near the airport which i then went into because i wouldn't have been barred at that point so if you, you, know, from you that even particular calculated one. the point where yeah, you yeah, I get thought away I'd get away with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I said, and we came over here. We were both fucking couldn't. Could, we were both skin. Skin nuts, mate. Honestly, I just, yeah, just look back at it and just think, I'll never go through all that carry on again. Yeah, fingers but, crossed. Uh, as for now, yeah, everything's everything's great now. I mean, I don't. Well, I say it's great. I mean, in regards to regards to gambling bookies and poker and that side of things yeah it's, it's absolutely fine now yeah got it under control at the moment and obviously yeah. we we met through a mutual love of football cards um mm-hmm. which obviously i know that there's the we spoke about that that's, that's sort of like a bit of a gamble in yeah you know, 100%. wheel and, and that's how we came to record Sounds this met. podcast really yeah it's, it, yeah 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and I wouldn't be flavoured a month by many people that sell these products, and I wouldn't be flavoured a month to the streamers themselves. And as much as they're brilliant people, who I've met over the last three four months, who are in the card collecting game, um, I I strongly stand by that the card collecting is a massive massive addiction to. I would say if you were to put a poll out to everyone that's involved in on that whatnot, and stated if they're addicted to it or not addicted to it. I reckon if you got them all in a room by themselves and they and they had, had, can can express their feelings and stuff, I reckon they would definitely tell you that they're they're addicted to it. Yeah. Because you think. don't there's things people do on that well you just think, come on mate, you need to you need to knock it on the head for a bit. Pointing the finger at myself as well, by yeah. the way. But um yeah, you do see it all the time and I think whatnot get away with it, but I don't think they will for too much longer because the more the the more whatnot gets popular and the more people that go onto their platforms and have these issues, I think they're gonna have to come up with some way to stop this like gamble to 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 hit basically a jackpot in that in the jackpot in this game is a Lionel Messi or Ronaldo patch auto or some crazy yeah, shit. So, yeah, I mean, so I, I love what whatnot are doing for the hobby and, and everything else. I think it's a fantastic thing, but I do think the need to address the sort of uh, you know regulate the spending for certain people. I mean, obviously, it's it's very hard because obviously in that hobby, some of the products, some of the cars do fetch stupid amounts of money. So you will always get people that are quite comfortable at spending thousands so of pounds on breaks. So, so does a slot machine, mate. <laughs> very, yeah, you know, no, very much so. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a massive gamble and they haven't got any gambling regulations or, or abide by any sort or they haven't got any structure in place for people that have got a problem with it. Like, like I mentioned to you earlier, and I'll say, I'll say it again, is the wheel to me is like a slot machine. And we yeah. said this off air, the wheel is a slot machine. On that, on that wheel, you're hoping to hit uh, a bonus. And the bonus is, uh, let's say like Argentina, Man United, you know, the big teams, what can yeah. give you the high valuation, like, or the, the high return. So that wheel is a slot machine. On a slot machine, you've got to get on a bonus. On that wheel, you've got to get a bonus. Your bonus is one of them big teams. Now from that slot machine in the bookies, you've got to then turn that bonus into a lot of money. Yeah. On the wheel, you've got to turn your bonus, i.e. Argentina, into a lot of money you're then you're you're halfway to to winning a lot of money on a slot machine when you hit a bonus you're halfway to winning a lot of money that if you put them to both side by side they're exactly the same sort of principle the structure of it's exactly the same yeah, the basic to, principles of the same yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to hit your bonus your bonus on the wheels your team and then you've got to get a messy and if you don't and you don't hit well then you've not made any money and you could have spent over £100 to get that team. It's exactly the same with a slot machine. You spin that wheel to hit a bonus, you hit your bonus, you're halfway there. You need to then turn that bonus into seven, eight, nine hundred thousand pounds whatever it may be. And um, yeah, I just look at it exactly the same. And people, I watch people on it. And like I say, I'm guilty of it myself where you go on and you do 30 quid on a spin on a few terror box. You get fucking Albania. You're like, great, thank you very much. All right. So then the next few spins, you, you spin again, 30 quid. You get fucking, I don't know, um, <laughs> I don't know, Jersey, <laughs> right? And then now you're six, now you're 60 pound deep and you've got two teams that's not going to give you any return whatsoever, pretty much. Even if you hit a one of one on them teams, they're hard to sell. I, there's, I think there's a, there's someone trying to sell, um, a one of one Glenn Leuven's for no, uh, um, Netherlands who played 
had two caps and played for Sheffield Wednesday for five years. Like no fucker wants it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only me. But I'm not you could you could always get a Brett Willoughby rookie card from Jersey. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, under sixteen smoker gambling addict, one of one signed as well personally and uh yeah so i just look at it as a as as a big problem for a lot of people and people say well if they've got the money i hear this a lot if they've got the money they can they, they, they you know then it's not a problem and i'm like well if they had the money they wouldn't fuck about on a wheel they'd buy the box yeah you know like bo- personal boxes, yeah, of course yeah. they would like yeah. they wouldn't be sitting there spinning 30 quids yeah. and when you start seeing like, like we mentioned before streamers who finish their live stream to get grief abuse death threats and threats in general because they've done their 400 500 pound deep into an evening uh live stream and they've got fuck all to show for it and they've spent all their money and their their resort is to try and ask for refunds yeah. and claim refunds off the off whatnot because they've not hit like too well and they've spent a lot of money pretty much more money than they should be and then sending threats to the streamers to the point where they're having to take breaks is fucking disgusting, really, yeah, isn't it? Is, mate. It's, it's, it's like me, it's like me spending five hundred pounds, William, and Melanie going up to the account, going, "You, you bastard, right? It's your fault." Five hundred quid yeah, out yeah. of that till now. Yeah. <laughs> I've just spent yeah. all that money on that machine. And I got one bonus at twenty pound. Yeah. Like, you know, so um, so yeah, it's it, it it needs it needs looking at, and I think it will do. I think they're making changes already, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're I mean, doing the a few guys changes. That run whatnot are. They are shit up, to be fair. I mean, they are pretty good and they do take on a lot on board and, and the streamers yeah. are obviously feeding this back and, you know, we aren't obviously naming any names in particular. You know, we, we do follow a streamer together that um, that has actually had to take a, a break from yeah. streaming for his own mental health just due to the fact of the amount of abuse he was getting just because people yeah. didn't regulate it, what they were spending. Exactly. It's shocking, really. And, and, and people like you that, well, you can just, you can do it on a, you can do it in like um, a gambling website, spend what you want. But I'm like, yeah, but they do have their like, they have a system in place where for people that have a problem with it, they've got like contact numbers. You can self exclude yourself for one, two, three, four weeks, even a year. I think up to five years in some cases. Yeah. Um, if you feel enough's enough and you want to just get off, but you can't find that power to get yourself off, it's a click of a button. Just five years, bang, done, you're out. That's that's it. I mean, I, I enjoy an acre on a Saturday, but I I've put restrictions in place on my um, betting account um, that I can only deposit five pound a week. So that that's it. Yeah. I literally that that restricts me then from from doing anything else. And I think you know places like you know TikTok, whatnot, the big social media site, even Instagram. A lot of people do breaks on Instagram, but all these people that are doing these big breaks, it's just another form of gambling. They need to look long and hard at themselves to make sure that they're looking after the people that are yeah. using utilizing their software. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like you can you can honestly. If they took away the wheel and whatnot tomorrow or tonight now, right, there will be a different sort of like swing in in the sort of like people who are spending a lot of money because how I look at it is you're addicted to the you're addicted to the dopamine hit of hitting on the wheel. You're yeah. not addicted to that's why the people that's why you see so many people who see the wheel on a stream and they take part and people who are doing a PYT uh, which is uh, pick your team where you go into the store and you actually pick the team. They're waiting ages for people to buy them in a lot of cases because like people don't want to just go and spend 150 pounds on a Man City spot 
but they'll spin the wheel six times to try and get it at 30 quid a go. That's but it, they yeah. won't go in purpose, like literally go and yeah. go 150, bang, there you go. I'm in this break, but they'll, they'll, they'll keep going on the wheel till they get it. And yeah. it, it's 100% the wheel on that, on that whatnot is a massive addiction for people. They get their dopamine hit from that wheel. They get the buzz of hitting the team what they want. And then they get the buzz of hopefully, hopefully getting a reveal of, of a good card from that team. Yeah. And if they don't, what do they do? Next box comes out, next wheel comes out, let's go again. Another hundred yeah. quid. Yeah. So like before you know it, you could be four or five hundred pounds deep on an evening on, on whatnot by just, just clicking spinning a, a wheel. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so dangerous. And and a lot of people can it'd be good to have a conversation with someone who's against my opinion, but but like because like I'd like to see their aspect or their what what they think of it, but I I can't see how I could be wrong because because I I look at it exactly the same as a slot machine and I know the addiction I've been there obviously and done it all and now I've like been introduced into the card collecting industry and it's exactly the same problem it's, and it's, it's, it's growing real... massively in this country as well you know previously yeah, it, it was is. just Pokemon yeah if you were a card collector it was pretty much Pokemon but obviously the the, the... In this country, I mean, it was big in America, but it got massive in England uh, during yeah. lockdown because people didn't have anything better to do or they couldn't do anything. Yeah. And, and that's where it started ramping up over here. But I think, yeah, I think the industry needs to obviously have a look at itself and, and, and how it operates and, and does things just to be a bit sure. more responsible for the, the people that are buying in. Look at the um, people on the like the Discord server as well. What are like putting like it's not just the ones the Discord server we're in. You see it in several, and I see it. Yeah, you've only got to type in YouTube to see videos of people's take on it and the problems they've had. Like, there's quite a lot of like, especially American um, collectors as well. Like, literally doing YouTube videos explaining their addiction and their problems towards it yeah. and what they've had to do to combat it and all of that. It's a very very bad problem to be in, but. But I suppose like people can argue, yeah, but you can just go on eBay and buy them, but you're buying what you want. So it's different. You're not, you're not on a chip. Nah, you don't. You're not on that chance of spinning a wheel and hoping and getting that hit, that bonus, let's call it, of getting your big teams. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And it's, it's, I mean, when you're doing it that way as well, people think it's more acceptable because you're not gambling or you're not doing it but you are but people just yeah. see it differently because it's it's not you know yeah, on a, gosh, right. a slot machine or a roulette wheel it's, <laughs> yeah yeah people like, turn a blind eye to it as such and would, absolutely you yeah. know, like try and act try and act like they haven't got the issue some people are brave enough to come forward with their problem like i say we've seen it in the discord where people have like stated they've got a problem with it. yeah but, yeah but honestly i think if you take that wheel away from from whatnot, I think it'll be for the better, hundred percent for people that are having issues or got that sort of addictive personality to spin that wheel and get that dopamine hit, and or maybe have yeah, a way of excluding themselves from wheel breaks. You know what I mean? And, and so that they can only yeah. buy into PYTs or whatever. I don't know, but so, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think it needs. I definitely think that it needs looking at because I feel sorry for them, man. I've been, like I said, I've been there. And I'm in it. You know what I mean? And uh, I understand it all. And I know what it can cause and what it can bring, and and you 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 you're more than aware because you're in the game. Like you're obviously on whatnot to see the the, the same names and the same faces yeah. constantly everywhere. Like and you can, mate, you can put my name on it as well. Like you know, I've <laughs> fallen into the trap. Like, but like I'm, I'm slowly getting out of it now. Like, um, but but it's definitely it's it's definitely brought me slowly. Tr- Crept me back into. Like, I've come from, away from 
bookies and poker stayed away for so many years and then I've come into card collecting and that wheel has given me somewhat the satisfaction that used to, if you know what I mean. So it's crept back in on a different creeping in. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And and it and it's literally that wheel. It honestly is. Like it's the addiction of that dopamine hit of hitting that bonus on that wheel. And you'll do it all the time till you get it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean I wouldn't be flavour of the month for, for anyone that's listening who no, is in the I game. Mean, it, that's just going from, <laughs> but just from a personal experience of, of, of you doing what you've done, you've seen people ruining their lives through through the gambling and through that addiction. And, and that's just like a bit of a self-coping, like a protection mechanism that you, you don't want to see yeah. that being done and somebody else going through that. And I respect yeah, that. What a respect for that. It's got um, the... The, the same thing you've got in whatnot in the car collecting industry is exactly the same what you had in the poker. Yeah. The poker, you've got the community, you've got the friendship, you've got the laughs and the jokes and the Discord yeah. servers and the and the bond between people and you get to know people, new friends, new environment, car collecting shows, and you go together, you meet each other for the first time and all that sort of in that sort of community Social aspect things. of it. Yeah. So people yeah. love all that and I'm the same and everyone, it, loads of people are in it for that reason as well. Like, but that's exactly what poker had as well. Poker had that togetherness that everything you get with the community and in a card collecting is exactly what you got with a poker as well like you you meet new people new friendships and that enjoyment of the community yeah and unfortunately if you're too deep in and you need to get out unfortunately if you you've got to get away from everything you can't just do the one. Just shut your circle off to that yeah, side. Yeah, you got, you got, yeah, you got to be, you got it's to literally shut the lot off. You got completely because you don't want to be life. communicating with. Can you imagine if I said to you tomorrow, I am never ever collecting going and whatnot. I'm not having any involvement in the wheel, nothing. I'm just going to go into a stream, enjoy it for what content it brings. Of course, you're going to have a game. <laughs> How long is that going to last? About yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Like everyone going, look what I got. It's like it's like me saying, don't go into like you sit, go to the bookies and sit next to me on the machine. And when I win a thousand pound, I'm going to flash it in your face like yeah, so this is what you could have won yeah exactly yeah <laughs> this but is what you could have had i appreciate you being so open and honest and, and um, i'm incredibly proud of your journey and and, appreciative. <clears throat> uh, and I'm, I'm very thankful that you've shared your story as well and i just hope that it helps other people realize that there is light to end the tunnel you know, it, yeah, it's, was it Gamstop is the one that you recommend? Yeah, Gamstop I recommend 100%. Um, it's uh, if you just type it in on Google, Gam Gamstop. I think it's G A M and stop. Um, yeah, and then you just make an account on there, and I think yeah, it literally takes minutes. Like li- oh. literally, you just put a bit of detail in, and then and then yeah, they they take care of the rest. You literally don't have to do anything. Brilliant. Just give him a f- bit of detail. Then you'll find that you won't be allowed to be on any gambling website from that moment what onwards. What I'll do is I'll uh, I will put the link um, to that in the description of the podcast. So if you, if you're listening to this and you need it, the link is in the description. Um, but yeah, that's 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 been yeah, definitely. It's been really nice to uh, hear your perspective on it and that side of it. And and that's I really cool. hope that going forward you uh, you continue to be um, as strong minded and and everything works out for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, um, it's the first time I've really opened up about it. To be honest, there's not many people I'd like sort of sit down with and express myself like it's such like that. But um, but now, yeah, I hope it does help people for sure. I mean, yeah, and I, I understand it's really difficult, and sometimes if it helps one person, like they say, it's uh, it's been beneficial, hasn't it? Absolutely, yeah, brilliant. Well, 
Thanks very much, Brett, and I appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you very much for having us. Take care. Cheers, mate. Well, thank you for listening to A No Place to Hide. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast and I hope to see you for future episodes as well. If you do realise that you need somebody to talk to, you feel like you need to reach out, or even if you just need a bit of advice, please check out www.toughtotalk.com. These guys are running a fantastic men's mental health charity on their website. It's got links to about everything that you could possibly imagine. They've also got places for advice and help. If you need to speak to somebody on the phone, please contact the Samaritans on 116 123. Or alternatively, please contact the NHS 111 option 2. Remember guys, stay safe and we can only break this stigma together.